the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. My pleasure to welcome to the show now Ontario country artist Jessica Mitchell. She has a new EP out at iTunes. You can get it. It's called Hold On to the Light, and it features four great songs, including Grown Up Things and That Record Saved My Life. And those are the songs we'll be hearing on the show today. And she has a couple of big nominations coming up at the Country Music Association of Ontario Awards. They take place on May 30th in Markham, Ontario. And she is up for Female Artist of the Year as well as the Rising Star Award. Welcome to the show, Jessica Mitchell. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? We are doing so great now that you're here. Oh, yes. Well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. I mean, usually, usually I'm the loud and obnoxious one, so it's nice when people <laughs> want me around. <laughs> you get invited two times to the same place, and the second time is to apologize. Yeah, but probably most, for the most part. I think, but I think that's something that people love about me is that I am brazen and kind of uh, out there. So I am so happy to have you here to talk about your album, Thank which you. is out now. Tell me about "Hold yeah. On to the Light." Tell me about that. Yeah, like the title or the song, or just the the fact that we called it that. Yeah, let's start with the title. Yeah, so um, the ti- I mean, the title of that song kind of came, it stemmed from, it, it was kind of one of those songs where, uh, it, you know, that it was born from, you know, the ending of a relationship, and uh, sometimes not all relationships are bad, you know, sometimes things just kind of end, and, and there isn't really much to do about it, so I think I think mainly that sort of reflects on, on wanting to hold on to the to the happier side of things a little bit. Um, and hold on to whatever your light is, and, and my light at the time was just sort of holding on to the happy memories and the, and you know the fact that it, you know it's okay, like it's okay when things end. It's not it's not really anybody's fault sometimes. It's a great song on the EP and, and a great title for it as well. Tell me the reaction you've been getting from the EP and the songs people are hearing because I know my reaction when I first heard Grown Up Things. Patricia Conroy shared that song. I was like, wow, this is a killer song, very meaningful and moving. And then I heard that record saved my life, and I had the same kind of reaction to it. I was very moved by the songs. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's the point. I think that's that's the main reaction that I want from people. I want people to be moved. I want people to be helped in some way, shape, or form um, from, you know, lyrically, melodically, all of those things that kind of go into writing a song and and I'm really lucky that I that I have the co-writers that I have, the co-writing partners that I that I share these sort of intimate moments with, writing these kinds of songs. And and I, uh, you know, the reaction has just been absolutely amazing. Like I'm, I feel very proud to kind of get the messages that I do on, you know, on my social media accounts of people sort of recounting their own personal sort of heartbreak um, mm-hmm. and emotional connection to the songs. And uh, and I mean, isn't that all we kind of want as a songwriter, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's something that, that that's really important to me, you know, first and foremost is that, you know, it's touching somebody else's life in some way. So the reaction has been amazing. It's been really, really heartwarming. Yeah. Cause there are so many songs out there that purpose is, and it's a great thing too, to have fun, to dance, to party, but your oh, songs, yeah. and I'm and I'm sure you do those as well. But these songs, oh, they're so. I mean, they're so depressing. Connecting, <laughs> yeah. There's, they are. You're connecting emotionally, depressing. and that there's that is so awesome because think of the people out there, the listeners who are hearing these songs, and it's uh, either comforting them or even getting yeah. them through a tough time. You know. 
Yeah, and they, I mean, you know, the the whole reason why I write them is to get myself through those times. And I think that, uh, you know, if you're not doing that in, in some way, you know, like I said, you know, earlier, you know, off the sort of record thing where you sort of, there's a place for everything. There's a place for the happy. There's a place for the sad. There's a place for the dance. There's a place for all that stuff. And I think that um, it's really important to kind of find what it is that you're good at. And once you find what you're good at, you know, you just sort of, spend as much time as you can perfecting it and and to me that that's what I think I've been doing for the past four years before even releasing anything in April it was it was really important to get in tune with who I was and and where I was coming from and what those words really were going to mean to me and to others so um it's it's such a it's such a pleasure and such an honor to have people you know feel something from them you know take me back uh, to your first trip to Nashville Jessica did it oh. feel like coming home? Did it feel like a place that you belonged? Yeah, it, it's it's such a strange thing because um, I think everybody's first trip to Nashville is like that. I think everybody sort of connects to it in that way. I think that for everybody, you know, you, you have that special connection with it right away the first time that you get there. And it's sort of this inspiring thing, walking around and meeting the people that you do and seeing the, the bands and the and the singers and, and getting into the rooms with those songwriters and and you, you find yourself kind of, you know, wanting to be a part of it. And, and that is how I felt the first time I was there. I was there for almost a month. And, um, and you know, gradually as, as time went on in that month, it was like more and more I started feeling like it was home. You know, I felt like I was home just because songwriting is so important to me. And, and I, I really, really felt at home because that's where I could create. You know, it's where I felt the most comfortable creating. And, you also feel like you sort of step out of your comfort zone a little bit because you've never written with some of these people before. And, mm-hmm. and they were all so gracious and so wonderful and, and everyone was so welcoming. And, uh, and, and that's sort of where things started building for me. And, and uh, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, I mean, it is a bit different now. Now you kind of go there and you feel like it's work, you know, cause it is work. It's, it's not go there and party and have fun time. I'm very focused, like I'm very focused and, and the and the other countless trips, I mean, I've probably been there eight or nine, maybe even 10 times, like in the last, you know, three, four years. And I, I can't, I can't stress enough that when I get there, it's like, you know, focus, like I don't go out, I don't like do much as much as I can, you know, just because I know that I got to get up the next morning and, and try and write a great song. And so it's different now, but at the beginning, yeah, for sure, it was it was somewhere where I was like, holy crap, this is this is where I need to be, and I'm glad that we're going to be permanently relocating there. So I will be moving there permanently at the end of the year. Oh wow, so, amazing! Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You're welcome, and all that stuff. And I I'm very, <laughs> yeah, thanks. You're welcome. I don't know what's wrong with me. Sorry, <laughs> the allergies. It's <laughs> a new expression. Yeah. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I just <laughs> welcomed myself. See guys, I'm a little off my rocker sometimes. I think everyone needs to know that. But uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a trip, man. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna just dive right in. That is incredible to actually move to Music City, and and you know the writers you talked about there, of course, one who lives there from Canada originally, the great Patricia Conroy, who's yeah, been a guest on the show love. a bunch of times. Everybody yeah. loves her. And I want you to tell me all about uh, your friendship with Patricia. That beautiful woman, man. I'm telling you, you know what? Um, she she did a round last night with Michelle Wright and and Tenille and uh, and um, I believe Victoria Banks and um, they uh, she actually performed two of the songs that we wrote together recently uh, at in the round and it was the first time I had people like sending me video of it and stuff and it kind of brought me to tears a little bit because I was like, oh my god, I think that's the first time that anyone's kind of played one of my like my songs like that I've written with someone in the round like that and I I thought it was a pretty pretty cool moment and we first wrote together I mean her me her and Dwayne uh Dwayne Thompson you know he's he's responsible for a lot of the Autumn Hill stuff and as well as a bunch of other stuff but the, nice. we were, the three of us wrote together and the first song that we wrote together was just this incredible sort of 70s vibe thing like Fleetwood Mac type thing that was happening and I I immediately fell in love with her and she's become such a such a pivotal part of of my growth as an artist and as a songwriter and uh and you know she I love her to death I I don't think I I love very many people as much as I love her and she just 
she's so talented and she's so raw and she, and she really takes the time to, to kind of know you. Like she takes time to get to know you so that she can come prepared into these writing sessions and she can just be like, this is, this is, I have an idea for you. She's constantly saying that. <laughs> she's always like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like I have this idea. And then me and Zoya will look at each other because the three of us have become this little songwriting team now. She'll be like, I have this idea. And I'll be like, Oh, okay. What is it? And she'll, she'll just nail it right on the head. For some reason, she always kind of knows she what exactly is going on in my life. For, like, it's so strange. We just have this weird sort of like Zen connection with that kind of stuff. And she, <laughs> Yep. Yeah, she. I mean, she's just brilliant, and I think she's going to be, oh gosh, you know, she's flying under the radar a little bit in, in, you know, in her own way because I think she chooses that a little bit. And uh, and one of these days, sometimes very, very soon, she's going to be, you know, a name on everybody's lips. I just really fully believe that, you know, um, you know, for, for and being recognized as a songwriter, I think for her is a really important thing. So. Um, so I really hope that, that that is something that just flourishes for her, you know? Amazing. It must be great to connect with writers like Patricia and the other great people oh. you write with, because you can't connect with every writer, right? It's not always going to be a case where you're going to be able to write great songs with someone. Oh God, no. <laughs> I feel bad saying that, but oh God, no. I've been in some pretty, uh, I've been in a couple of sessions in my day where it was just <laughs> like cringeworthy, you know, and that's, listen, that's not to say that they're not talented. Like, you know, I'm, and I'm not going to name names, but like, you know, I've been in some situations where I've just been like, really, like, you really want to say that? Or do you kind of want to think about that for a minute? You know, right. um, and it's not to knock them. I think it's just that everybody, not everybody is either, you know, comfortable with another person or at the level of another person or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or I guess what's the proper way to say this? Not everybody clicks with everybody, you know, like not everybody just kind of clicks. I, I've found myself in those situations before. And, and I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm kind of a brazen person and, you know, I have definitely walked out of writing sessions before where I've just been like, this isn't working for me. Cause like, why bother wasting time? You know, like, it's just no point in like wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of say, Hey guys, love you, but this isn't working. So let's go, you know, like, let's just go and grab a beer and let's be friends, you know? And then you end up sort of becoming friends with those people. And it's just, is is the way it is, you know? Now let's turn to some music here and uh, we'll find out about to the results of some of the great songwriting you've done, the first of two songs we're going to play on the show. We'll start with Grown Up Things, Jessica. And uh, what can you tell me yeah. about the song before we play it? Yeah, I, mean, I wrote that with uh, my, my darling, uh, my brother in songwriting, Luke Sheets, uh, down in Nashville. And um, I wrote that shortly after my mom passed away. And uh, it was something I feel like it was sort of, it captured so perfectly what was happening in my life at the time. Um, just not wanting to deal with, you know, the adult responsibilities that come with getting older. And, and, uh, and Luke and I managed to, to really put that into a perspective that I, I don't know if anybody else has really been able to before. And, and, um, and that's something that I'm super proud of because I, uh, I, that song for me is just like top five, easily one of the most favorite songs I've ever written with anybody. And, and uh yeah it's 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 stellar and people love it and i love that people love it it's awesome it's yeah it's a great song it's so meaningful and our listeners will hear that right now from jessica mitchell grown-up things on in the country There ain't no monsters under my bed. 
digging and diving. I don't want to think about grown-up things I pull a sleeve over my tattoos Cause they don't shine like they used to And if I don't try then I won't lose Let them make love And that is Ontario country artist Jessica Mitchell, her song Grown Up Things. You'll find that at iTunes on her EP called Hold On to the Light. Uh, you can also find her online at jessicamitchell.com. Uh, make, sorry, you'll find her online at jessicamitchellmusic.com. Now, you've got yep. some great things coming up. Uh, first of all, the most uh, thing coming up this Friday night, the most current thing coming up, is uh, the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville as part of Tin Pan North, yeah. the uh, songwriting yep. festival. Tell me about it. You're on this Friday night at 730. Yeah, um, I'm hosting around uh, on on Friday night uh, for Tin Pan North uh, in Oakville, and uh, I'm really excited. I, the, the songwriting, like songwriting rounds, are sort of my favorite thing to do. Like, I, I love playing my own shows, but I love more so just being able to tell the stories of where each song comes from. And I feel like it's mm-hmm. kind of more difficult to do that when you're playing a show because you want to get the most music in and and try not to talk quite a bit which is hard for me at like either way <laughs> but like I really like to talk a lot so um so yeah those so- I mean I started kind of doing those rounds uh you know in Nashville and uh and I'm really glad it, it's kind of taken like Canada sort of got on the horse with that now haven't they there's mm-hmm. just so many of them nowadays oh and there I, are I think it's I've, yeah I think it's awesome it's so cool that it's like making its way up here and I think that's the whole point of Tin Pan North um, being the yep. sort of sister festival to Tin Pan South down down in uh, Nashville, and I, um, I'm really stoked. I'm really really excited. It'll be at 7:30. Not sure Moonshine how much it Cafe. is. To, yeah, and I'm not sure how much it is to get in, but I think you have to call if you want a spot. You have to call and reserve in advance. Absolutely, yeah, I, I believe so. And there's uh, the website nsaitoronto.com. Uh, people can find out those details. Uh, Yeah, it's so cool, the uh, songwriting rounds, because it's four songwriters usually, and that's what it is in this case. And, you know, one after another, telling a story, singing the song. And I also love, and then one by one, and then many times everyone joins in and offers harmony and and it becomes a a full song, full acoustic song. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so cool. And I, I especially love it when you're, I mean, it's always cool to check out new talent and play with, with people that you've never played before, but I, I especially love it when you're playing with other songwriters that you've written the songs with, and it's it becomes sort of this experience mm-hmm. um, more so than just, you know, uh, just playing a song, you know, and I, um, I'm i I'm really stoked to uh, to see who, who I've got on Friday and who's coming to uh, coming to play with us. So I believe there's two rounds, too. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to yep. stick around for the second one, so... Yeah, that's awesome. Moonshine Cafe is such a wonderful spot. Great atmosphere there. I've never been. uh, Oh, you'll you'll love it. So excited. Yeah, it's awesome. That is great. 
Now, I wanted to take a slight break uh, from the music before we get back to talking about it, because on your Twitter, uh, a, there's a great description. You are a lover of cats, the South, and sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and that caught my eye. <laughs> so I I'm going to ask you around that. Read that stuff. <laughs> I like to read the read fine print. I'm like, okay. you do. Yeah, this is interesting. So I'm going to ask you I your favorite sandwiches. of each. Tell me about cats, first of all. Do you, do you, first of all, do you have a cat? Your own of cat? course I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I have a beautiful, I'm staring at him right now. He's being so lazy today because it's kind of hot, starting to get into that hot weather. And he's a black cat, so like he cannot deal uh, with the heat very well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've had him for 14 years. He's 14 years old. He's so old and, wow. and he's my grumpy old man and I love him to death. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I've grown up with animals. I love animals so much. I, I don't think it's really, you know, specific to cats. I'm, I'm a big animal advocate. I really... I really love them. People have called me a bit of a dog whisperer before, funny enough. <laughs> I don't know why. Dogs love me. I've never met a dog uh-huh. that didn't like me. Yeah. yeah, they're drawn to you. You're walking down yeah. the street and they'll walk right up to you. And... Oh, yeah. It happens all the time, you know. I And, you know, I love horses, too. And um, it's so, whoa, this is, like, getting deep, like, getting to know Justin yeah. Mitchell. This is so great. Um, yeah, like, up I, close I and love personal. horses. <laughs> yeah, I love horses and I love... I love bears. I have a thing for bears and I have a huge thing for sharks. If anyone's ever really, you know, if anyone really knows me, yeah, I'm like a, like shark week is like more important to me than Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I'm terrified of the ocean. Funny enough. Like I've been around the ocean a couple times here and there over time. And like, as soon as I put my water, like my foot in the water, I'm like, Oh God, a shark's going to bite my foot off. Like I just get like super, but they're so majestic. (laughs) They're like the most majestic creatures on the planet. They're so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So lover of cats. And then what's, what's the second one? What's Let's the do the one South. So what part of the South, what about the South do you love the most? Um, I, I love, I, you know, that Southern hospitality thing is such a real thing. Um, anyone who's kind of visited down there uh, really, really definitely, you know, feels that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the cool thing about Nashville is it's such an imported city. Like there's so many imports. It's It's not. It's it's kind of weird. It's like nobody is actually from there. <laughs> like if you meet people, when I do right. meet someone who's like, I was born and raised here, I kind of have to say to myself, Are you sure? You know, like, are you sure you were? Because you're like a unicorn. You don't. You guys don't really exist. Um, but uh, you know, I I had the chance. I was in a relationship years and years ago. Um, I had the chance to spend a lot of time in South Carolina, in Charleston, and that was that was kind of where my introduction to the south came from and i just i never felt out of place i just always felt like it was i always felt like the south was my home like i was meant to come from there or something and uh and i and i also think too and not to get all like crazy and political and weird or anything but i think that a lot of people have these strange misconceptions about people from down there and and i think that you know you there are sort of those people who who kind of are the stereotypical sort of southern people but there's also these also really amazing people that you that you kind of they come out of nowhere you know you don't like expect it and Mm -hmm. I grew up with a very skewed view on what things were like down there and then and then that relationship and spending so much time in the south you know South Carolina and Tennessee and you know Alabama and all that stuff I, I really started to realize that they they're just so great they're just such great people you know and i and they don't know much about canadians and we don't know much about them you almost have to right. kind of like throw yourself into into it and just be like hey this is i'm a canadian you know like this is what i look like this is what i act like it's not much different <laughs> from you but that's right you know, yes yes there are differences <laughs> there's a lot of differences <laughs> but yeah i mean i love it down there I, i've never had a bad time never had a bad time in my life anywhere you know, south of that Mason Dixon line. So now on that, on the third uh, item here on your Twitter, lover of cats, the South and sandwiches, uh, hit us with your best <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> and where can My we best find it? Sandwich. Anything like, like, Oh man, like in Toronto or like anywhere. How about uh, oh, Toronto and one in Nashville? That's so hard. Um, <laughs> putting you on the spot, oh, man. Or just okay, your favorite so Nashville, sandwich. I'm obsessed in Nashville. I'm obsessed with 12 South Tap Room. 
And uh, they have, like, the greatest sandwiches there. They have this amazing um, Cuban sandwich that's, like, to die for. It's just so good. And they don't do anything fried there, too. So everything's, like, really fresh. And you get really great sides and salads and all that stuff. So I love that place. And then in Toronto, it's probably Barton Snacks. There's, like, this there's this uh, really great little sort of pop-up restaurant just down the street from my house. And late night, like open till all hours of the night, you know, 4am most of the time. And it's a great, great place to just go and just grab a sandwich on your way home after, after wherever you've been, whether it's work or the bar or whatever. So I live in Queen West, which is a great little neighborhood. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's probably, those are probably my two. I don't know what sandwich would be my favorite. They do great hot dogs there. (laughs) I love hot dogs. (laughs) Well, we've talked about some great things here. Uh, We've got to know more about you there. Now we're going to turn back to the music. You had the great opportunity to tour for quite a while with the one and only Canadian music icon, Tom Cochran, and you got to uh, perform as part of his show and open some of his shows, and you even performed at Massey Hall with Tom Cochran and Red Ryder. Uh, tell me about that experience. Yeah, I had, uh, I, I, that was hooked up uh, last, at the beginning of last year. Uh, my, my management and uh, my publishers over at Slate, Gary and Tom are really good friends, and I guess Gary played, you know, a couple of tunes for Tom and Tom was like, Oh man, we should have her out on the road. And so I actually ended up, you know, I guess I'm an honorary member of Red Rider, which is really cool. Cause I basically spent most of the year touring in, in his band last year. And uh, I was under the impression that it was going to be like a little feature thing where I'd come out and like do some of the songs that have like, you know, strong female sort of background vocals to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during rehearsals, you know, shortly before rehearsals, it was like, you need to learn like, you know, 22 songs. And I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean I do? And they're like, they're like, yeah, you know, just come prepared to rehearsal. And I remember getting to rehearsals and they're like, yeah, you know, he started like throwing all these instruments at me. He's like, yeah, play mandolin. And I was like, I don't play mandolin. And he's like, nope, now you do. And so, you know, I had to learn how to play mandolin. I, I played like some pretty heavy percussion throughout the entire show as well. And and uh, so, yeah, I just kind of got thrown into it. And it was like it was like band boot camp for me. I'd never really been yeah. in a band before like that and where I wasn't like fronting it, you know. So it was it was really it was a really, really rad experience, man, that, you know, they welcomed me into that family like I was one of their own all along. And Tom is such a gracious and such a wonderful human being. And and he um, he's so he's so like still rocking like it just shocked me every mm. single night I would just feel like are you tired dude and he's like no he's like come on you know he <laughs> things, he's like, come on all the time and he he really knew how to amp us up and and just man like to learn from somebody like that for nine months on and off was just such a such a such a rare experience I feel like you don't get that opportunity very often and I got to open a lot of those shows too and and I got to play Massey Hall I mean that was that was like the coolest thing ever, you know, Incredible. for me. Um, yeah, I got to like open that show and, you know, got, went out there and played five songs and I just felt so, I just felt like I was part of the club now, you know, it's like to be welcomed into that, into that club is such a, such a, a an amazing experience. Like there just is no other word to describe it. So, and he's playing you, you a lot can't... this summer and, you know, unfortunately my schedule doesn't line up very well with, with going back out on the road with him. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to have, quite a busy summer myself so i think it's incredible like the whole that whole story but the part where you said you know you don't play the mandolin and they said well you do now now yeah, now that's easier said than done how do you go about learning the mandolin on that kind of notice that short notice <laughs> the, <laughs> one of the texts one of the, one of the stage texts <laughs> he put it in my hand and he's like he's like he's like you play guitar i was like yeah i've been playing guitar for like 20 years he's like he's like oh here you go just pretend like it's an upside down guitar I was like, what? <laughs> and that literally <laughs> is what it was. It's like awesome. playing an upside down guitar. It's really crazy. And uh, so they, he showed me, I mean, really on mandolin, like if, if you want to, if you need to get by, you know, there's only really four or five notes um, okay. that you need to learn. Just the same as guitar. I mean, you know, you got your A and your G, your B and your all that stuff, you know, and I, that's kind of what ended up happening is he showed me like four or five chords and then. And then I, I play everything by ear, so I, w- I was able to pick up on it really well. And I just went home and got a mandolin and just made sure that I practiced. And by the end of everything, you know, when September came, it was by the end of all the shows and everything was done, it was like I knew how to play mandolin, so I know how to play it now. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that is. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. That is. I don't really play cool, it in my Jessica. own shows, though. No? 
No, no, I don't. Just, not, just not, save it for yeah. the Tom Cochran shows. Yeah, that's like a special thing now. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Let's yeah. turn to another song from uh, your EP, Hold On to the Light, which is available at iTunes. And this is another great song, very emotional. People will connect with this song called That Record Saved My Life. It's got a lot of meaning yeah. for me. As I listen to it, I want to hear from you the inspiration behind the song and what it means to you. Um, you know, when to me, Todd Clark and Ian Smith wrote that song together. And originally, we didn't really write it with any sort of intention. Um, you know, it got sent to, to Todd's plugger at the time and they kind of said, Oh, it's, it's too dark. You know, no one in Nashville will cut something like this. And I was like, Oh, well, whatever, you know, the more I listened to it, the more I realized how ingrained my own story was in it. And, um, I mean, I've never been shy to talk about, you know, the fact that I'm bipolar and the fact that I, you know, have severe depression and, you know, I've never shied away from, from talking very openly about that and, and, you know, you know, being suicidal and all of those things that come with, you know, the unfortunate part of, of mental illness and the stigma that surrounds it. And I, um, I very much so um, think that, you know, if it wasn't for music, like I probably wouldn't be alive. And that's, that is, I know as, as dark and as crazy as that is to say, I, I really do truly believe that. Um, music has gotten me through every aspect of my life, you know, whether it was, mm. you know, my mom passing away or, you know, losing everything I had or whatever, you know, it just, it, there's just so many moments that are so crazy in, in someone's life. And especially in the life of a creative person, I think that we mm-hmm. sort of operate differently than, than other people do. And, and, um, you know, the more I listened to it, the more I realized that that song was, was me. It was for me, you know, I, we wrote that song for me. So, um, I'm so, I'm, it's another one that I'm just so proud of. And the reaction that I get from people is just so great. And I just, I feel like, I just feel like the luckiest person in the world sometimes to be able to do what I do. I really do. It's amazing that you can, you know, have that cathartic moment of write a song like that. And then as listeners, we get to hear it. And you know, there's people out there and, and you know, situations different than mine that it's going to impact them even more. You know, somebody in that situation is, that's going yeah. to reach out to them. So I, th- I think it's amazing that uh, you can put those kind of songs out into the world. Yeah. And, you know, I think the most important part for me, the most important moment for me was, was getting a was getting a message. I got some random message, you know, or somebody posted something on my Facebook page and, and someone said, like, that, re- you know, this is the record that sort of saved my life. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, can you elaborate on that. And I won't, I won't. I won't like elaborate on it, you know, cause I think that sometimes it's like a really private thing, you know, when people, you know, when fans share those experiences with you, I don't think that it's meant to be shared with the world, but I, I that, that was like the coolest thing in the world for me. I think like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Holy wow. crap. You know, I, I, yeah. I really, it's just a really powerful music is so powerful, man. I really wish that more people, you know, I sorry. I wish the less people took it for granted. Cause I think a lot of people do take it for granted and, Mm-hmm. And you don't realize, you know, how powerful it is until you see those kinds of things happening, you know, and you hear about those yeah. kinds of stories. Incredible. Let's hear the song yeah. now from my guest, Jessica Mitchell. That record saved my life on In the Country.
And that is Jessica Mitchell with a very powerful song called That Record Saved My Life. You'll find it on her EP, Hold On to the Light, which is available at iTunes. And you can uh, check her out, of course, on her social media sites, as well as jessicamitchellmusic.com. And you've got, man, talk about a great year. The EP is out now. You are, you're with Slate Music Publishing. You're with RGK yep. Entertainment, which is Ron Kitchener. How oh, does yeah. that feel? Mr. Wow. Kitchener. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you know, I, oh gosh, I have the best team in the world, man. I like, I, I don't between, you know, RDK Feldman and slate. I like, it just doesn't, I just don't think it gets any better than that. You know, like it, and I, mm-hmm. I hope to have a very long and fruitful relationship with all of those human beings. You know, they've become family and I, it, Ron kind of came in. I met Ron like, you know, years back, like, and, and I think that, Slate had played some stuff for them, and he he just told me this story recently. I don't know if I should tell it, but I'm gonna do anyway. But uh, <laughs> he told me the story recently. He took me he took me out uh, for my birthday while I was in Nashville, and uh, he was like he was like I didn't I didn't really think you were that big of a deal when I first heard you, and I was like <laughs> what? And he's like he's like yeah he's like you weren't ready yet. He's like you weren't there yet. He's like the songs were okay, you know. I just didn't know you well enough or anything. And I was like oh okay cool. Like so you didn't really want me at first, and. uh <laughs> And he's like, yeah, but he's like, but then a year later, they played me other stuff and stuff that you had really like, you know, I'd really worked so hard on my songwriting and my music and my performing and all of those things. I really, you know, really wanted to be as good as I possibly could be, you know, for myself more than anyone. But it just sort of, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like the harder you work, the more things come. And that's exactly how everything started coming is I just, I start just worked my butt off for like a year, you know, straight. And, and then all of a sudden I found myself surrounded by these incredible 10 or 15 people who all believed in me as much as I believed in myself, who believed in the music as much as I believed in it. And, and we're all so on the same page. Like it's, it's kind of mental that you, that you can get like that big of a group of people to be on the same page. 
Right. And the one thing that we do that we do lack is is a label. Like that's one thing that I don't have, um, okay. and I'm and I'm totally fine with that. You know, like I feel like the right thing will come along, um, and when the right thing comes along, you'll just know it's right. I mean, it's like that with mm-hmm. anything in life, but especially yep. in this in this business because you and I both know how messed up this business is. You know, there's just so many moving parts and so many crazy things that go into. Mm-hmm this business. And I, I, the last thing that I would ever want is to get stuck in a situation where I'm with somebody that I don't want to be with, you know, it's like that in relationships, like that in family, it's like that, yeah. you know, with anything. And I, and, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the relationships that I've built, um, over time with the, with the, you know, with the execs and the music people that, that I know. And, and, uh, and the hard work is, is to blame for that, you know, not that it, I mean, blame is a bad word, but <laughs> It's, you know, hard work is, we know what that's, you mean. that's what happens when you work hard, you know, is, is yeah. great things come to you. And, and, um, you know, I locked myself in, in writing rooms for four years before we even consider even releasing anything. And I think that that is, that shows, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that. It shows because I worked really hard on myself and, and my music before even letting anybody hear it. So. Yeah, there is no overnight success. For you to get to this oh, God, point, no. it, it's all that work behind you. You know, so many people, yeah. you, as soon as you hear a name and you haven't heard them before, you think they came out of nowhere pretty much. But as you're just saying yeah. there, it's that hard work. <laughs> hard work nope. gets, you, gets, you, gets you there. Yeah, it really does. And, uh, and God, man, I, it's, so, it's so weird to me. We live in such a weird time where you can put a video on the Internet of yourself wearing a Chewbacca mask, laughing her face <laughs> off to the point where it's incredibly infectious, have yep. 150 million people watch it in two days, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the entire world knows who you are. Yeah. And that does not happen <laughs> in real life. <laughs> like, <laughs> that does not happen in real life. That is not a thing. That is like the Internet. No. That's like the power of the Internet. That's and the right. Internet is a strange place. And I we've always been super happy with the way that organic things like organically things should happen organically. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not working any harder, you know? And, and I think that that's very true for a lot of Ontario artists, a lot of Canadian artists, a lot of, a lot of Nashville artists. Like you don't really realize how hard we're all, but we're all busting our butts. Some of us are still bartenders. (laughs) Like we're still like, (laughs) you know, we just want to do what we love. You know, and I really want to do what I love, and what I love is to write songs and perform them for people, and and write songs for other people too. You know, like that's that's a strong suit of mine. Something may not be for me, and it'll probably be better for someone else. And God, man, well, like ten thousand hours is not a thing. You know that whole like yeah, ten thousand hours thing. It's like yep. it's like five hundred thousand hours. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's endless. Yeah, the amount of time to to get uh, perfected at your craft and great at it. You mentioned songwriting there. I know that one example of that is the uh, duet with uh, Madeline Merlot and Tim Hicks. Oh, you, uh, did you wrote that. There, did you? I did a little bit of research on the old <laughs> internet. You and Todd yeah, Clark and Tim internet. Hicks wrote that. <laughs> yeah, me, Todd and yeah, me, Todd and Tim wrote that. That that was such a that was awesome, man. Tim people do not realize how talented that man is. Like like Tim is one of the best songwriters I think I've ever been in a room with. He is so on his game. He is so he knows what he wants. He knows how to do it, and that's such an emotional song. Like it, it's so it's mm-hmm. so apart from something that he's used to doing. And I think that's right. I like I like to challenge um, the artists that I like when I'm writing with an artist, like for an artist. I I challenge it, and I and I'm like, let's not write something that you're used to writing. And then that ends up happening, and it's so great. And, you know, the fact that Madeline, Madeline is such an incredible singer. She just killed that mm-hmm. song, man. Both versions, like, you know, it was, the first version was on his record where it was, like, him first, her second. Now it's, like, her first, him second. Yeah, and it's, amazing. God, like, they did such an incredible job, and I, and I really hope, I don't know, you know, like, I don't, nobody tells me anything. Those songwriters don't really know anything about things, you know. It's like, oh, cool, it's on this record, awesome. Like, I didn't find out until basically the record came out. And, and um, like, I didn't even know that, that they were doing that version for her record. And it was, like, such an incredible feeling to, to have two such, two, such talent, two talented artists 
like mm-hmm. that, like want to put it on both their records. Oh yeah. You know, like it's, it's an honor. It's very cool. It really honestly is, you know? Yeah. When I heard yeah. about her version and her, as you said, singing the first verse, so they switched it around for her album. Oh, that's cool. They're, they're, you know, the song is getting another shot on another album Yeah. and it's called ready to say goodnight for those who want to uh, download it on Tim and uh, Madeline's album. And their voices go yeah. so well together. I interviewed Tim at the time about that song or, or about his album, but I picked out that song as, as one I loved and, uh, yeah, they sound great together. Yeah, what did he say? <laughs> he loved the song. What did he say? What did he say about it? No, I know. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's always been really he's always been really gracious and really awesome um, about that song, and and I uh, I'm I'm very happy that you know both of them reacted to it the way that they did. It's really cool. It is super awesome. cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, do you have a, somebody out there? Uh, so that's Tim Hicks. Do you have a an, uh, like a dream pitch? Uh, somebody, you know, if you could dream as big as, as somebody can dream, somebody you'd like to have record one of your songs? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I never think about that stuff. I really don't. No? I think that like, no, I think a lot of people do think about that stuff. I'm happy if it lands anywhere. Like, really, I mean, I, I have a really incredibly wonderful, hardworking song plugger in Nashville who's, you know, been pitching the entire catalog to uh, to, to artists down there and to the A&R people at, you know, each label and all that stuff. Yep. And I've been really lucky to have, to have secured sort of four holds. And a hold doesn't really mean much until it actually, you know, is recorded. But a hold is mm-hmm. pretty important to me because it's like, hey, that someone likes it, you know. And yeah. And I think that, um, you know, if there's anybody, like, I, you know, I don't know, probably, like, I would say, oh, man, this is hard. I would love I to write a song with someone, okay. you know, like, oh, like okay. I think that, that, yeah, like, I'd love to, it's not just about the pitching. I think I would just love to, mm-hmm. being committed, I've been very, very um, graciously compared to Chris Stapleton over the last, you know, six months to a mm-hmm. year or so with people sort yep. of starting to figure me out a little bit and especially with my live show too because my voice does all these crazy things that that you may not necessarily get to hear on the on the record and and I you know it's my that that is like my dream writing session like if I ever have the opportunity to be in a room with him I my oh, life cool. would be complete you know yeah wow and uh you know he's he's just such a he's such a force to be reckoned with on both sides of things and and, you know, I, I don't know if we're all sick of talking about him or hearing about him, you know, because he's just been everywhere. But I, oh, I don't yeah. think I ever will. I don't think I ever will get sick of him, you know. I would love to it's work amazing. with Dave Cobb. Yeah, he, they did a Dave great Cobb? job on that record. Yeah, yeah, I would love to work with him. I really would. You know, Dave Brainerd was such an incredible man, you know, producing the EP. And he's such a he's also such a force to be reckoned with. He has a brain that operates a lot differently than I think most other producers do. And, and he's kind of responsible for inventing the sound that I have right now. And I, and I, I couldn't have asked for it any other way. You know, there's so many people, so many. So important to have that team around you, right? I mean, you're the voice and, and the writer, but it's that team around you who not only believes in you, but knows how to make these things happen whether it's yeah. the producer or the publicist, you know, all those pieces out there. Ron Kitchener does the great things so he does. All pieces. those people, you know? Yeah. So many so pieces. So many pieces. Yeah. So many. Like, literally, there's, think of her, there's some titles that come up sometimes, like to, like job titles, <laughs> like, if we're like at labels or agencies or something, and you're like, what, what do you even do? Like, it's like there just <laughs> seems to be so many so many like new titles coming like everyone has to come up with a new title for themselves now because there really is a place for everybody you know right crazy right (laughs) yeah as as we get set up to uh, wrap up here jessica i wanted to uh, just touch again on the uh, cmios coming up may 30th it's a sold out show going to be amazing performances that night hosted isn't it yeah it is sold out that's what i heard uh, just this morning yeah oh oh, man nobody tells me these things okay (laughs) that's no pressure, guys. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, you got you're gonna have a full house watching you. Yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. I'm 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 really excited to play. Um, we've opted to do something a little different, and I'm gonna be playing acoustically and and uh, doing a song that no one else has heard yet, and uh, something that I wrote with Dwayne and Patricia actually that I'm incredibly proud of, and it's kind of my go to my go to song now to just you know find a way to really connect with the audience and 
and it's going to be my show closer as well for the summer and a lot of festivals that I'm doing up and coming. And I got a, I got a pretty cool tour coming up that I don't think I can talk about yet. We're just waiting to confirm and get the contract nice. settled and everything. But, um, I have a really cool, really cool tour happening at the end of June. So oh, good. it's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. man. I don't, you know, in the winning thing, like, I like you know how people say like it's an honor to be nominated like I actually am just super honored to be nominated and I'm happy that I get to go and hang out with my friends that's really I mean everybody I'm friends with almost everybody that's going to be there so that's the coolest part for me is that we're all just so close and we all love each other so much and support each other that's amazing such a big family the country music family and if anybody out there wants to double check on the the show being sold out I'm pretty sure it is but you can always head to CMA Ontario .ca just to make sure uh but it's coming up mm-hmm. on May 30th which is which is really close to now it's so Monday. exciting woohoo coming what up am I, I can't wear? wait I'll be there Dave what am I going to wear yeah, what am I going to wear a big thing right <laughs> no it kind of isn't not for me I know I know a lot of my girls a lot of my girls are scrambling right now and they're like oh my god like I need to find a dress and I'm like just wear wear whatever you're comfortable in man like I'm probably just going to be dressed <laughs> up in like leather and and lace and whatever and the usual things that I wear but um, you know, it's, it's what are you gonna wear? I've got uh, oh, I got a lovely, if I can call it lovely, I've got a sharp blue jacket. Uh, oh yeah, I think a black black shirt, jeans, and um, yeah, some form Perfect. of shoes. Yeah, Perfect. I think it'll look I all right. I can't wait to finally hug you. You know that I'm a big hugger. I think everybody knows oh. that about me now. I can't wait yeah. to meet you too, you're, Jessica. It's gonna you're be gonna, you're gonna get a big hug. <laughs> Looking forward to that and uh, and your performance. That and this has been great chatting, man. Jessica, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it too. I try to I try to take all these things as a way to talk to your friends, you know, and I speak to you the way that I would talk to my friends, and uh, yep. and I think that's the most honest way of looking at things. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and that's what country music's all about, right? It's not pretentious. It's not uh, no more substance than surface. You know, it's yeah. it's about depth. Yeah, it is. It very much so is. It's storytelling, man. We're just we're all just trying to tell our stories. That's what we're trying to do. Awesome. I love that. Great way to wrap things up. Uh, thanks again, Jessica. We'll see you at the CMAOs, and I look forward to talking to you again on the show down the road. Yeah, man. So excited. Let's do this again sometime for sure. Awesome. My guest has been Ontario country artist Jessica Mitchell. Uh, be sure to head to iTunes to check out her EP and JessicaMitchellMusic.com. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.